Adam Dragon the t-shirt today. Surprise. Yeah, it's getting warmer. 48 degrees and sunny. I actually don't know what it is here. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the awesome.com NBA strategy show presented by No House Advantage. I'm Dave Lochran on the Twitters at Lafay underscore D L O U G H Y underscore D for the podcast listeners out there. Joined by Adam Share at Ship My Money DFS, breaking down a four game or little respite from the big slates. We got, I think, like 11 or 12 again tomorrow, man. So uh, let's try to enjoy this one. Yeah, uh, a little bit better than last week, at least, but not not much. How'd you do last night? Um, lost like 50%. Okay. So you made back 50% as that glass half full. Yeah, yeah. If I wanted to, I could post a screenshot of my winnings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't play because I was on Live Before Lock, and I'm just not used to doing the whole Live Before Lock thing. Sure. But got a lot of bets. I'll tell you what, great betting night last night. The only blemish was Tobias Harris over points, but we hit some big parlays, hit the, the Russell Westbrook double-double. I got to tell you, though, man, you know what has been the lock of the century lately because this guy is just so good? Darius Garland double-doubles just basically every time out. What an insane talent he is. Yeah, he's just playing out of his mind and consistently, too. Did you see what Maxi did in the final minute and a half of that game against Miami? Holy no, shit. but I know his fantasy points went up real quick. Dude, drains a three in Hero's face. They're up by five. Puts him up 109-101. And then drains like a deep three, then has a chase down block to keep it a six-point game. This dude, I, it's so hard for me to tell if he's like legitimately good or he's just loves the spotlight. But I, I don't know what to make of him yet, but there's some flashes from Tyrese Maxey that make him look like he could be a really good player on a good team. Yeah, he's been really impressive um, in the the chances he's gotten, that's for sure. Any other takeaways from yesterday? You had nine games. Uh, people were tweeting me left and right about just how tilted they were about Lucas. Some dude tweeted us a 25-leg parlay that he went 24 of 25 and missed on the on the over luca points which is just absurd yeah i saw that one this morning when i woke up that's that's insane um but yeah no no other real takeaways it was oh uh one thing just to note porzingis finally played 32 minutes yeah how about that that wasn't that was interesting i think he had six blocks in that game yeah i know he had five in the first half i was watching closely because the final leg to several of my parlays was christian wood over nine and a half boards um he yeah you want to talk about it and he got there but you want to talk about an insane performance. This dude hit, what did he hit, seven or eight threes yesterday? Christian Wood went bananas against that Washington team. It was crazy. He's the reason they won that game. He just Yeah, I wasn't miss. watching the game, but I did know that the score went from, damn, Porzingis isn't going to play the fourth because it's a, it's a Washington blowout to Washington losing by double digits. Yeah, every, every – well, you know what? You know, basketball is one of those sports where when you get that confidence, you're just – like you're just going to start shooting, right? Yeah. And Christian Wood, above the break threes, just possession after possession. It wasn't like knock down a three and then you know, a minute, or a couple minutes later, he did another one. It was just knock down a three, grab the rebound, bring it back, set up, knock down another three, <laughs> knock down another three. It was impressive. So uh, that's that. On to today, Julius Randle just got ruled out. Yeah, that, that'll change things up a bit. It will. So we have four games. Now we have no Julius Randle. We had him the as the fourth highest uh, owned player on DraftKings. Yeah, not anymore. Good thing we have ownership projections. <laughs> that sucks. But uh, that means that RJ Barrett's ownership is going to come even higher than it already was. And he was already up there uh, just based on usage alone. We can get into all of that. First things first. Happy to have you guys with us. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. Subscribe to the channel. We would love to have you subscribe here. We're almost, this would be great. I, I was just looking at this now, almost at 75,000 subs, Adam, three quarter of a hundred thousand. Pretty impressive stuff, huh? Yeah, it's a lot. You know what else is impressive? We came over here like what? Three and a half years ago now. It's been a while, but I think it's been three and a half years that we've been here at, at that Arsenal. Sounds I mean, right. Like July 18, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. It was July 18. Yeah. Yeah. Cause yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, pretty pretty amazing. Uh, 
the boy from Cali. No, I'm telling you, man, if you watch that, Christian Wood was just on fire. And, and I'm, a, I'm a fan of Christian Wood. I like that guy's style of play. But yeah, thumbs up, subscribe to the channel, help get us to 75K. And if you want to join, hit that join down below. See those uh, sweet badges in chat. Kickstart's got one. Tony's iced out with the, with the uh, one-year one. DM Brian, all those guys. I got one as well. You get the badges, the free super chats each month, the custom emojis. Uh, and of course, we'll always prioritize your questions and comments along with our Discord members. Let's uh, make this happen, man. Four games to talk about, starting it off with Golden State and Orlando. So Curry obviously sidelined for uh, a significant period of time. And now you've got them at seven and a half point favorites, 216 and a half total. Danny, uh, Draymond Green, did you, I actually didn't see, did you see why he got ejected? Like, were the technicals just nothing, like benign? I took that slate off. I didn't Okay, see yeah, I, I didn't see either. But uh, he's, you know, you have Andrew Wiggins probable. Draymond Green's good to go. He's coming off what? What did he play? 22 minutes. How many minutes do you think he plays tonight? Another like 22, 24? Draymond? Yeah, assuming he's Yeah, not I would expect like 24-ish. And then like Moses Moody, questionable, whatever. But we can we can dive into the Golden State side. Of course, our ownership projections are up, but at this rate, just take it with a not a grain of salt. But the Julius Randle news is going to shake a lot up on this slate straight out of the gate, and we get this right around 10 a.m. So let's start with the Warriors. Like I said, uh, Adam, two se- uh, seven and a half point favorites. You've got a two sixteen and a half total, so real low total in this game as well. What do we want to do with Clay? That's where I want to start. I think he's really interesting in tournaments. Um, it's kind of the same thing we saw the other day where he's a little bit more expensive than Jordan Poole and he's getting like half the ownership. I think that given the salaries, Poole is the better play, deserves to be higher owned, all of that. But I don't think you should necessarily have a two-to-one gap. Um, Thompson's playing a lot of minutes. He is obviously going to get a lot of usage without Stephen Curry. So I, I do think that's one spot in tournaments that, um, you know, maybe you can think of it as paying up to be contrarian for lack of a better phrase, but, um, Thompson played 38 minutes last game. There's obviously no, yeah, there's obviously no minutes restriction on him whatsoever. Uh, I think he looks like a, a very good play and I just don't really think he should be getting half the ownership that pool is. I thought the same thing. I mean, he still has. He's only played around, and I'm just taking this year. We could always go back, uh, but 27% usage rate without Steph on the floor this season. It's not like his numbers are bad at, at all. Um, 1.17 fantasy points per minute. You're not expecting like considerable numbers as a, as a playmaker or as a rebounder, but 18% assist rate isn't bad for a guy that can drain 10 threes in a game. So I, I'm at 10% rebound rate. I am definitely interested here. And and the thing that stood out the most to me, I think you made a a salient point there, but when you look at him and Jordan Poole, the ownership gap is huge, but it's not like Clay Thompson is is $2,500 more expensive than him either. I mean, should they probably be around the same, like at the same price? Yeah, probably. But uh, doubling the ownership on a four-game slate, if that sticks, especially against Orlando, it's a really interesting spot. Yeah, and, and to be clear, I'm not even advocating for playing less pool necessarily. No, for sure. I, I think he's a really good play as well. Um, he's at about a fantasy point per minute when he has shared the floor with Clay uh, without Curry out there. He's, you know, he played 36 minutes last game. He's likely to be in that same range again. I think at 7,400, pool looks good as well. It's just that um, I, I think Clay should be higher than, I agree. than he is. I agree. Um, what do you think of Wiggins today? I think that he's another one that's kind of interesting in tournaments. He's getting 10% ownership, 7,100, but he does have uh, forward eligibility, which typically is just, you know, a little bit more valuable than, than guard spots. Um, he doesn't like, he has a 19.8% usage rate in 91 minutes alongside clay without Curry. He's averaged 0.94 DraftKings points per minute. So I think I have him still behind pool and Thompson, but I do think he's another one that, you know, within any given game with Curry out, there's so much usage available. There's going to be some games where Wiggins is just the guy and, and takes over and, you know, really outperforms his projection. So I still am interested in him at relatively low ownership. I'm looking at the rest of Golden State here. Again, the, the Julius Randle news is going to change a lot, but um, like we say, Clay Thompson getting a high single digits right now, pool around 20%. 
Draymond Green, I'm actually surprised by this 12% ownership. I mean, the you and I, I think for the many years we've been doing shows together, have talked about you know how like a Steph Curry being off the floor for Draymond Green is it, it's not gonna you're not gonna see increased usage. So it's basically and you're not gonna see his rebound rate increase anything significantly with Steph off. So it's basically what happens with the assist rate? You know, does he does he get more opportunities as a passer? Which you know, sure, that's likely the case. But it's it's not really enough to be like, yeah, a huge bump for Draymond Green in twenty four minutes. Yeah, um, I'm kind of surprised by the ownership as well. Um, unless like we get a report that he's just you know playing thirty minutes or something like that. Six K is a pretty difficult price tag for someone like Draymond to exceed in 24 to 26 minutes. Um, and like you were saying, like clay being active, I think is a benefit for, for Draymond. It does at least give him another shooter to pass to even without Curry. But um, like you were saying, it's not like Draymond's going to take on additional usage. He can't shoot and he knows it. Um, Curry's rebounds are, you know, not a crazy part of his game. So it's not like you're getting a huge bump there and there's no reason to think the assist percentage goes up. So um, I don't really view Curry being out as a bump to Draymond. And I'm kind of surprised he's getting as much ownership as he is. Are there any other spots here? And and when we have four games, you guys know this, we'll always try and, you know, look at everything from each team. Whereas with nine games, it's a lot easier to just hit on stuff that seems more important. Uh, are, are there any other spots that are viable here? Kevon Looney, uh, Kaminga, any other guys that, that stand out or at least make sense? I, I think on a four-gamer, uh, taking some shots that any of Looney, Porter, Kaminga, even Bielitsa played 24 minutes last game, could make some sense. Um, I wouldn't want more than one of Looney. Wait, is Bielitsa out? What's up? Is Bielitsa out? See, no, I didn't see that he was out. Okay. Um, Unless the news came. Yeah, no, he's not. Never mind. Um, yeah, so I, I wouldn't want more than one of them in the same lineup, but uh, Bielitz is only 3,900. He's a good point per minute guy. If Looney plays 24 to 26 minutes, he's likely to be fine at 4,800. And then similarly, uh, last game, you got like 22 or 23 minutes from Kaminga, 29 from Porter. They're both between 4 and 5K. Neither one stands out, but it's not that difficult to see how one of them can have a good game. Yeah, I mean, if Bielitz gets you 23 or 4 minutes, even 22 minutes, he could absolutely get there on a short slate. I like that. What about Orlando on the other side? No Jalen Suggs today. Uh, everybody else should be active. Good to go. Um, you know, Wendell Carter Jr.'s price is coming up considerably. It's 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 definitely not as good a matchup as he's been seeing recently. Is there any tournament appeal for you just for a guy that has been as good and consistent as he has been uh, on the floor in games that have stayed competitive enough for him to get the minutes. Yeah, it's not a priority because I do think the price is, you know, a little up. high now, but he he's still capable of going and getting 45, 50 fantasy points. So um, it's not a horrible play at relatively low ownership on a four game slate. It's just going to be, I think, difficult to get to and, and really prioritize. So here's what I was talking about with with the Randall news. And again, we'll get into all of that in just a second, but do you think Mo Wagner and RJ Hampton continue to get this same ownership once we get an update on an updated run of ownership? Probably not because you're just going to get more stuff opening up from the Knicks. That's what I'm saying. I, I don't, I don't think so either. Do you like them right now? I mean, just given the context of the slate, knowing what we do with Randall. Yeah. I mean, they're still, they're playable. Like it's a four game slate. Mo Wagner's 4k flat. Hampton is 3,900. Suggs is out again. So you should get another Hampton start. He's not a great point per minute guy. He's likely to play anywhere from like 24 to 30 minutes. So he looks like a pretty decent value. And then similarly coming off the bench, Wagner is a very good point per minute guy. He's likely to give you anywhere from like 18 to 22 minutes. Um, at 4k, you know, that works, but you are probably just going to get more appealing value out of New York now. My other question, too, is like Cole Anthony, what's the upside right now, especially in a matchup with with the Golden State Warriors? I understand, you know, a few times this season he's pieced together some some big games. But for the most part, you have a pretty good idea what you're getting with Cole Anthony. And just as an example, not to you know be a, a game log watcher here, but I think it's relevant in this case. He, he hasn't hit 40 fantasy points since the 16th of since before the all-star break, right? So uh, you're getting some of these games with modest production. He's not wildly priced. Like he's 6,300, which is fine. But 
it's so hard to prioritize a guy like Cole Anthony when you have a pretty good idea of where he's going to finish each night, especially against the Warriors. Yeah, and I mean, the playing time is a bit of a concern as well, just because even without Suggs, Orlando's running a relatively deep rotation. You know, you have Markel Fultz in there now playing 18 to 20 minutes. So, you know, expecting around 30 minutes or so from Anthony is fair. But there were times this year where you could pretty easily expect 34 plus, And that's a lot less likely now. Uh, he has been productive without Suggs on the floor. He's averaged 1.11 DraftKings points per minute in 1,250 minutes played. 26.5% usage rate, 30.7% assist percentage. I do think there's still a high ceiling. Like even going back, looking at those recent games, you go back two games ago against Detroit, he had 31, uh, 31.75 DraftKings points, but he shot four for 15 from the field. Um, like there's still ways for him to put up a big score, but I agree that he's not really a priority here in a difficult matchup and at what I think is a pretty fair price tag. Okay. His usage just isn't that high though, right? Like what, what's his usage rate over the last month? It's got to be like 22%. I'm just, uh, over, I'm just over the last month. Yeah. Like over the last month, going back to go back to the all-star break or whatever, which is right around a month. Yeah. Um, yeah. 21.6 over the last 30 days. Nailed it. Yeah. So it's fine. It's just, he's not particularly great at anything. And I think your point about the minutes, but Fultz is getting 12% right now too. And it's not even like he's minimum salary. You're paying 4,200 for a guy that you're hoping gets to 20 minutes. Yeah, I mean, I get it on faults just in the sense that it's a four-game slate and he's going to land in some lineups at 4,200. But the fact that you can't expect more than 18 to 20 minutes is is a problem. Like, he's been really, really productive so far this year. 1.19 DraftKings points per minute, 25% usage rate, 44% assist percentage. You probably see the assist percentage come down a little bit as the sample gets larger. But it is worth noting that even if you go back to when Fultz first joined Orlando, if you take all of the other point guards that he could have possibly been playing with off the floor, he over that time, you know, has close to a 40% assist percentage and 25% usage rate. So I, I do think that for the most part, you continue to see high level production from faults for as long as he's playing limited minutes off the bench, but it's still just, you know, in 18 to 20 minutes, it's difficult for somebody to put up a score that you absolutely have to have. So um, I, I get him fitting into some lineups with it only being a four game slate, but the minutes limit is a legitimate concern still. Anybody else from this game on either side before we talk about uh, Atlanta and the Knicks? Um, I don't, I mean, if you land on a little bit of Franz Wagner, that's fine as well. But uh, no, I think that covers it. All right, let's get to uh, the Hawks here and the New York Knicks. Before we do that, we got free content on the site. If you're looking to get into that, three different pieces of free content today because you've got PGA coming up on Thursday. PGA Top Golfers Tool, uh, insanely valuable tool. That's totally free. NBA player projections, NHL ownership projections, all of them 100% free. You don't need an account or anything like that. Just jump on in and check them out. You'll see it under the PGA drop down or NBA, whatever it is. Uh, but if you're actually looking to get in on on what we've got, all of our tools for basketball, baseball's coming up, PGA, NASCAR, MMA. Uh, God, I always forget some because we have every if they have contests out there, we got content for it. We have tools for it, esports, all of that stuff. Go to awesome.com/join. Uh, you can get the Express Pass weekly for NBA, less than five dollars. If you want to do the Awesome O Plus uh, weekly pass for everything on the site, it's $29.95. Like I said, you could do a month for one sport, for all sport. You could do a year if you want to make a legitimate investment, get the top stack tool, the boom bust tool, ownership projections, player projections, lineup builder for not just, of course, basketball, but everything across the board. All of our tools built by Awesome O himself and uh, managed by some of the, the greatest players out there. So check it out, awesomeo.com slash join. Uh, and if you want to just check out the free tools today, that's cool as well. All right. So let's get to Atlanta and the New York Knicks. Among the top price players today, just to kind of crystallize this a little bit before we get to Trey Young, you have Jokic, you have Giannis, who's probable with Middleton already ruled out. You have no Curry. You now have no Julius Randle. So that brings us to Trey Young. It's essentially just the three of those guys, Adam, but two of them in Jokic and Giannis are a clear tier pricing tier ahead of Trey. Jokic is $2,000 more expensive on DraftKings. Giannis is $1,700 more expensive. So what does that do to Trey Young's value tonight? 
It typically is just going to mean that he's going to get a lot of ownership, and, and I think that he should. But whenever you get somebody, you know, as, as good as Young, that like clearly people are going to want to get into their lineups, and there's nobody else in that pricing tier, it just naturally becomes easier for that person to get into lineups because um, whenever you land in that price range, it's not like you have to choose between him and Morant and SGA or something like that. It's just you're playing Trey Young if you land in that price range. So I do expect him to be popular, and I think that he should. You know, I think it's going to be um, a, a pretty useful part of of roster construction the matchup against the knicks isn't great but it's not something i'm overly concerned about either uh you still have uh no john collins you have bogdanovich questionable which actually could be a big deal for young uh, his usage rate goes up even more when he's doesn't have bogdanovich or collins on the floor with him so i do like trey young quite a bit at this price tag and i just think from a roster construction standpoint it's gonna be pretty easy to land there as well yeah i think you're right and the Bogdanovich news is pretty big. You know, if he ends up sitting, because you already have no John Collins, if he ends up sitting, it doesn't just, you know, it's not just going to help somebody like Trey, but you're looking at at, at a trickle-down effect here as well, right? Like, do we see, and, and by the way, DeLon Wright, what was the last game? It was DeLon Wright starting for Trey Young, and then Bogdanovich just blew up off the bench, right? Yeah, against That was against, two games ago. Was that two games ago? You're right. You're right. So they must have played over the weekend. Sometimes on the weekend, I just. Uh, yeah, they played tune, on Sunday. I tune out of, of, of Sunday NBA for, most, yep. for the most part. All right. So what do you make then if Bogdanovich sits, how it affects the rest of this team? Yeah, I mean, it would open up more playing time, more production for a variety of people. Um I already mentioned it with Young, but 1.52 DraftKings points per minute without Collins or Bogdanovich on the floor this year. Um, but you also would just get more solidified playing time for Kevin Herter, for DeAndre Hunter, uh, for Gallinari to some extent. Um, all of those guys between 5K and 5,200 on DraftKings, they would just look a little bit better. Um, DeLon Wright could play a bit more. He played 26 minutes last game, but uh, his salary has come up enough to where I don't think you're getting to him um, unless like Trey Young were a surprise scratch or something. Uh, so I think it's it's mostly that Young just takes on even more usage and then you can just feel even a little bit better about the playing time for guys like Herter and, and Hunter and Gallinari. Uh, last game, for example, Herter played 18 minutes, Hunter played 25, Bogdanovich played 32 and Wright played 27. So um, I think if you're taking out those Bogdanovich minutes, you can certainly feel better about you know Herter and uh, Hunter getting a little bit more run. Anybody else here right now, uh look good to you from just assuming that Bogdanovich is in, whether it's Gallo or uh, Gallinari or, or even Clint Capella at the five. Yeah. I mean, I never mind getting to Capella when Collins is out. Uh, he played another 30 minutes last game. He's typically giving you uh 28 to 30 minutes a game without Collins. He's played 17 games now without him. 1.18 DraftKings points per minute, 28.7 minutes per game, $6,400 price tag. Kind of just, I think a correct price, but on a four game slate, um, when guys are priced correctly, you still, typically end up getting a decent amount. So let's look at the Knicks here. <clears throat> no Julius Randle today. He's missed two games this season, right? Uh, oh, man. All right. So I'm, I'm just looking to see the one game Obi Toppin started. We also had like Miles McBride in the starting lineup, RJ Barrett, Mitchell Robinson, Evan Fournier. All right. Alec Burks came off the bench. And then the other game, they were back-to-back. -back. It was the 31st of December and then January 2nd. Uh, Toppin started both of them. Same starting lineup outside of Taj Gibson starting over Mitchell Robinson in the second one. Who do you think starts today for Randall? I assume Toppin. You would think so, right? Yeah. I mean, it, they could do different things, but I assume it will be Toppin. Um, Miles McBride's listed as out uh, with the G League. We know Reddish is out. Um, so, yeah, I mean, unless they slide Barrett down, I, I, I don't have any reason to think it's not topping based on what we've seen. Yeah, you know, just you would think it makes the most sense. I mean, he is he exclusively? Yeah, he's so like last game, he played every minute behind Randall that Randall didn't play. Right. That's the other thing is, um, especially in the front court, for the most part, the Knicks rotations are like, you know, Robinson or Sims play almost every center minute. Randall or uh, Toppin play almost every minute at the four. It would be a really weird change like in 
rotations from Tibbs if he was just like, oh, well, we're going to start quickly and play Barrett at the four. Exactly. Um, you know, like, could they try that? Sure, but it would be really, really weird for them to do it. Right. Yeah. I mean, they are basically filling 48 minutes at the position. Right. And, and not to mention, like you said, we have two games without Randall this year and Toppin played 27 and 45 minutes. Did he get 45 in one? I, I didn't look at the minutes in the second one. I, I think it might have gone to overtime, but yeah. Still a lot of minutes. Yeah, I didn't look at the rotations. I just looked at the total minutes played. And he really hasn't been a terrible per minute guy this year. I mean, granted, in the starting lineup, you would expect uh, some of that to, to, to decline, but he's $3,200. Is there, re- is there any reason to believe that right now with what we know, he's not, you know, one of, if not the highest owned value play on the slate? For what it's worth, he played a legit 45.2 minutes in four quarters. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's Tom Thibodeau for you, man. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, obviously you're not expecting that to happen again. But, yeah, 3,200, he, I think, clearly looks like one of the best point per dollar values, um, assuming he's in the starting lineup. Even if he's not in the starting lineup, he's probably getting more playing time than he's priced for. So one way or the other, he's going to be a good value. But assuming he starts, I think it's just going to be you know pretty difficult to get away from. 0.94 DraftKings points per minute for him so far this season. Uh, like you said, you know, you can say what you want about him as an NBA player, but he produces at a decent rate, especially for somebody that's $3,200. Yeah, absolutely. Now. While he's the one that would benefit most from a minutes perspective, everybody else benefits from Julius Randle just being off the floor, even if they were already getting a lot of minutes, even even if they're not priced uh, insanely low. So, I mean, I don't know how you want to do this. We could take Randle and Rose and Walker off the floor. That's what Uh, I have in front of me right now. 34% usage for R.J. Parrott. Yeah, 300 minutes played for Barrett without Rose, Kemba, or Randall. 33.7% usage and a 28% assist percentage. Uh, that's the one thing with Randall. Like, he does everything, at least to some extent, when he's out there. So you're not just talking about increased usage. You're talking about more assist opportunities as well. 1.17 DraftKings points per minute there. Um, Alec Burks, 396 minutes, 1.08 DraftKings points per minute. 22.5% usage rate, 20.7% assist percentage. I'm looking now to see what happens to Burke's rates when you put Barrett on the floor. Um, He's played 104 minutes alongside Barrett without any of those other guys. Still at 1.06 DraftKings points per minute, about a 21% usage rate. So it makes uh, him look better. I would expect there to be more production available for Evan Fournier as well. Um, Yeah, it just makes this whole team look better across the board. You know, I wonder if I wonder if you see like, because Emmanuel quickly is one of these guys who is also, you know, just with Randall off the floor, a lot of minutes because he's coming off the bench, 30% assist rate. Uh, what's his 25% usage rate. I think he's around the fantasy point per minute, right? Uh, 1.0, 1.03. Is there, a, is, you think there's a way that he gets a few extra minutes today and ends up being the guy where Toppin doesn't get to, you know, 35 minutes and they just maybe go a little bit smaller? I think there's multiple paths to quickly getting there because he already has the path where he plays minutes over Evan Fournier that we see sometimes. Right. And so, like, that still exists. But, yeah, it's, you know, there's ways this game can break where – um you know, they don't give Toppin a million minutes and you do get some smaller lineups. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I'm interested in quickly in tournaments, especially assuming the ownership is going to be relatively low because at 5,100, it's not like he's free. But uh, if he were to get 26 to 28 minutes, he would still look pretty good. Uh, like you said, over a fantasy point per minute without uh, those three guys on the floor. So I do like quickly in tournaments as long as the ownership is relatively low. Uh, conversely, if people are going to quickly and not going to Fournier, I like Fournier in tournaments as well. For sure. Quickly is also playing well, too. So yeah, he's getting to the line at an insane clip right now. Uh, anything else for the Knicks? Obviously, the, right now, the most interesting part on the slate, given that we just got the Randall news. Um, the only other thing I'd mention, I guess, is that Quentin Grimes is back. He'd been out for a while. Um, so that is just you know one more body they have. But it's still a really shorthanded team. Boom, 100 likes. Thank you, guys. And like I said, help us get the 75K subs if you haven't joined and you're watching and you like this stuff. It'll help you, too. You know, and if you hate it, we will gladly refund your misery. Just unclick and never hear from us again. How many minutes? What's up? 
I wanted to see because the the other thing that somebody mentioned in chat and I think is worth looking at. The other thing that could mess up what we're talking about is if they go with Taj Gibson instead of uh, instead of Toppin. Um, I, again, I don't think that would be the case, but I'm looking to see Gibson alongside Mitchell against the Hawks, though. Yeah, I mean he he's played 46 minutes alongside Robinson this year, and the matchup against Gallinari isn't. It doesn't make a lot of sense. Doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. No. So I mean, could it happen? Yeah, we've we've said oh, that one. See, I, that's why Josh always takes the hard stance on stuff and it'd be like zero chance, never going to happen. Right. <laughs> you, you and I try and be a little bit more nuanced where we're like, well, that would be dumb, but dumb things happen a lot. Right. So it's possible, but it, it doesn't seem likely. Doesn't seem likely. Yeah, agreed. I'm trying to decide if I think you look like Jalen Bronson. Yeah, I mean, a couple things wrong with that. <laughs> I'm looking to. I, I can see it. I, I I can. You look like a an alarming number of people. It's like <laughs> I, I can find like similar similarities between you and like almost anybody that I look at. I like I like nothing like Jalen Bronson. You have like a similar shaped face. Yeah, I disagree. <laughs> uh, one of them I see a little bit. A little bit. Eh, not really, though. Jalen Brunson. You're right, though. You get, you get a lot of different comps all of the time. And you somehow lead that charge. Yeah, I think you look like pretty much everybody. So I know. In so general. It's just, you're just wildly wrong on everything, then. If you think <laughs> like everybody. I don't know. But uh, if you haven't checked out No House Advantage yet, uh, no better time to do it than right now. Throw that up on the screen, Jordan. If we have a link, let's get people in on that. Because if you sign up and deposit using the promo code AWESEMO, A-W-E-S-E-M-O, everybody, all new users, get a $25 deposit bonus when they sign up. Totally different way to enjoy DFS with No House Advantage, right? It's peer-to-peer, 100% to level the playing field. They got over 500 props offered. It's player prop contest where you're building lineups, but there's no salary cap. You're just taking the over or under on each prop. Uh, and the greatest thing about all of this is you can use uh, our no house advantage projections over at awesome. They're totally free every day of the week or the optimal lineup tool. Uh, or you can use my betting video that comes out around two o'clock Eastern Monday through Friday over at the odd shopper channel seven and oh yesterday. That's the death knell for today. I had to do it though. Uh, or you can use odd shopper or our player projections at awesome. Whatever you want to do all of that totally free to get the biggest edge and advantage you can at no house advantage. You're building lineups. The, 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 the props at the top, get the most uh, points. The ones that you're most confident go up there and the ones at the bottom, you're least confident in, uh, they get the fewest points. So you, you understand how it works. Essentially though, you get $25 when you sign up and deposit for the first time, you have all of the free tools at your disposal and these props don't change throughout the day. You might say, Oh yeah, but everybody knows that you would be wrong. There are plenty of people out there that are just oblivious to, you know, logic and common sense, which means with Julius Randle being out now, probably a lot of good spots to get on, put them in the top spots, the highest confidence spots and win some money. Use the promo code awesome. When you sign up, you can go to nohouseadvantage.com, download it in the app store, the Google play store, however you want to do it. Check it out. No house advantage sponsor of the strategy show. All right. Ha. Michael Roundtree said I look like Wesley Snipes. That is what I've gotten before, and I don't totally disagree with. Did you see the new cat? I'm telling you, like, people have told me that a million times. It's I actually, I was, I pulled it up, and I was like, I actually don't see that one. That's funny. I've got, like, I've never had Jalen Brunson or Davis Bertens other than you, but uh, <laughs> I look nothing like, hold on, Steve Buscemi? I mean, that's the most absurd thing I've ever heard. No, that's, that's Dan Strafford. Yeah, that's Dan Strafford. Uh, but yeah, I've, Snipes back in like the the new Jack City days. Th those none of those look like them. There were ones back in the day. I remember people showing me pictures, and I'm like, oh my god. But uh, did you see the did you see the Netflix show with him and Kevin Hart? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, it was good. Snipes was awesome in that. Yeah, he was really good. I mean, total piece of shit, awful oh, yeah. person. Yeah. But he was great. But he was great. He was great. All right. Um, <laughs> this is hilarious. Uh, 
what else do we have here? Oh, Chicago and Milwaukee. Let's get to the Chicago Bulls. Kick it off with DeMar DeRozan up top. Yeah, I got to turn this off. I, I have the text read through my ear in a, in a female Australian accent. And sometimes someone will just send me some diatribe and it won't shut up when I'm trying <laughs> to. It's stupid. All right. Talk to me about the Chicago Bulls up top. The spread on this game right now. Bulls are uh, getting six and a half, 231 total. Yeah, uh, pretty favorable pricing here. We've seen pricing drop for DeRozan, Vooch, Levine recently, much more affordable than they were a couple of weeks ago. Makes them a little bit easier to get to. Um, kind of the same thing that we say about them all the time, where it's really difficult to point to one and say like, oh, this is the game where they're going to go nuts. But uh, within any given game, obviously there's a lot of upside with all three of those guys. And at their current price tags, it becomes even easier to get to them. And then the guy actually leading the way in ownership right now, at least from Chicago is Alex Caruso. He replaced Asunmu in the starting lineup yesterday. Um, he ended up playing like 32 and a half minutes. Um, he's around, you know, 0.8 fantasy point per minute guy. So at 4,100, if he is going to give you another 32 minutes, he looks like a very solid value option. We have Caruso right now as the highest owned player on the slate. Yeah, I mean, that obviously is going to change when we get yeah. an update. Um, but I still wouldn't be surprised if he remains the the most popular bull. I think you're right. But it's crazy how much of this team is getting ownership, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, you know, the difference that a week or two can make because um, they – it's almost like they – overcorrected because for a while you had, had you know Levine out and then Vooch out and uh you know DeRozan was pushing 10k and Vooch was pushing 10k and it was just like you know with with all three of those guys back in it's really tough to get there um but then DraftKings just kind of slashed like a thousand dollars off of everybody overnight uh, a couple couple days ago so um now all three of the main pieces look very good all of them do. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 funny because this team just falls off a cliff. It's you have Caruso, Levine, DeRozan, and Vooch all at twenty plus percent, and then just plummets down to six percent. So it's really a tale of of two teams here for for Chicago against Milwaukee. Once you get down to like Javante Green and Desunmu and and those guys, they're they're just non-existent in terms of ownership, even on a four-game slate, which says a lot. Yeah, and like Javante Green at 3,500, you know, he did play 30 minutes yesterday. Um, the, the playing time is is pretty volatile, but you could make a case on a four-game slate for getting to some, but I do think that he's the kind of guy that like falls off pretty quickly once you get that next news because uh, he's not a very good point-per-minute guy. His playing time is volatile, and you're just going to end up with better value now. If you had to prioritize the the, the big three, right? So to speak, Levine, DeRozan, Vooch, how would you do it today? Is there any real differentiator? I think it's kind of just what position do you need in your lineup? I think that they are all very, very similar. All right. Let's move to <clears throat> excuse me. Let's move to Milwaukee then. Giannis with no Chris Middleton. Drew Holiday with no Chris Middleton. And Middleton had been playing well too. And now he's sidelined for this one. Already been ruled out. Let's just go ahead. This is, you know, similar to, to the New York Knicks losing, you know, one of your key players. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and break this down from top to bottom, starting with Giannis. Yeah, I mean, it makes Giannis look a little bit better than he already would have. You're obviously taking a mid-20s usage guy off the floor. You're most likely replacing him with Pat Connaughton, who is nowhere close to a, a mid-20s usage guy. Uh, without Middleton on the floor this year, 1.73 DraftKings points per minute for Giannis, 1.29 for Holiday makes the game a little bit more likely to stay close as well, which is obviously a big deal, especially for Giannis when you're talking about someone that averages that many fantasy points per minute, but that is pretty frequently involved in blowouts and loses minutes as a result. Taking Middleton out makes it, you know, a little bit more likely this game's competitive. You can get 34, 35 minutes from Giannis. So I think him and holiday look like the two uh, clear priorities from Milwaukee. I still think you can get to uh, get to some Portis. But Giannis and Holiday, I think, clearly the top. Um, and then Pat Connaughton, if he does start in place of Middleton, uh, $3,700, I think, ends up being a, a decent value. Who did I say you looked like that you got wildly offended by? Dustin May. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Uh, there was a comment I wanted. Oh, yeah. Justin Sports said, LMFAO. That's too... I, I... I never you did you use that LMAO LMFAO 
No. You're just like a ha ha guy, right? You're yep. a big ha ha guy. Yeah, ha ha. With an accentuate, like with an extended ha 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 if it's real funny. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not really an LOL guy. You're just a big ha ha. I, I, I use LOL. I don't use but anything not, beyond LOL. Not, yeah, flippantly, right? Uh, he said, Dan Buscemi, I'm crying. Where is that guy? Adam and I talk to Dan like every day in one of our group chats. Yeah, I think I'm there. actually supposed to be jumping on a podcast to talk about MLB strategy with him, but. I don't know when or if it's going to happen. Omar said Dustin May is a dead ringer. I told you, man. I see this. It's <laughs> a, a compliment. All right. Uh, yeah, Dan. Dan's out there, but he. We've been calling him Buscemi forever. He's had the. He had the the Steve Buscemi like skateboard picture yeah. as his avatar for a long time. I think he still does in Slack. Does he? Now I have to look. He does. Yeah, you're right. He yeah. still has it. All right. Where else are we going here? Do, okay, so when it comes to, to Milwaukee, are, are, are you going to – this is – actually, let me ask you about the whole slate for four games. Are there any limitations you want to put on on how many players you'll play from the same team on a four-gamer, especially with the Randall News and Middleton being out, like two big pieces being uh, you know, voided? Yeah, I mean, in tournaments, I still typically keep it around three. Uh, there's still, you know, eight teams to take players from. Your roster spots are still uh, still pretty important. Um, if you get a situation like, I don't know, if like there were a bunch of just $3,200 guys on New York, maybe I'd get, I'd get to four. But uh, no, I haven't seen anything today that makes me think I'm going more than three. And then he says, Lafayette, you and Adam could be brothers. I see similarities. We do. It's odd. We get that from there have been people that thought we were brothers doing this show together. I don't really see it, but. Maybe I could. Yeah, I don't see it either, but that's – it's weird. Like, I – being one of my best friends, like, when we were, I don't know, 19 or 20, we worked at a movie theater, like, the week – the winter we were home from college. And, like, everybody there thought we were brothers, even though, like, we don't really look alike. I don't know. It's it's weird. Maybe I really do look like literally everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Let's wrap up Milwaukee here and then close it out with uh, Clippers Denver. Is – Giannis and, and Holiday are obviously obviously the two top guys, but how much does P Bobby Portis and like Connaughton and, and Grace? How much do they actually benefit from Middleton's absence? Um, I don't think they benefit you know as much. You still have Portis competing with uh, Giannis and um, Holiday for for production. You still have Portis potentially competing with Lopez uh, for rebounds. One other thing with the starting lineup, they could go. So last game, Giannis was out, and they actually started Portis alongside Lopez. So, you know, maybe they do that. I think it's more likely you get Connaughton because a Giannis-Portis-Lopez lineup is borderline ridiculous. But um, I don't know. Maybe you see that as well. But um, I'm expecting you get Connaughton in the starting lineup and that Portis looks decent at 6,600, just not as good as Giannis and, and Drew. Okay. Wrap it up here. Making good timing, four games, good show so far. Hit that thumbs up too. What do we got? Almost 500 people watching. Love it. That's good. Thanks, Nova Scotia. Appreciate that. Lafayette's the guy you always see on the most wanted posters. <laughs> I mean, sure. I'd be pretty easy to find. What did I want to say, Jordan? What else did I have to plug here? You're the producer. You tell me. Oh, the best bets Discord, right? Yeah, that's it. If you haven't checked it out yet, premium betting pick subscription. Time is now, friends. Time is now. Click the link below. It's in the description. Subscribe to the Betting Picks Discord channel. You got Alex Baker, Ben Rasa, Steve, the Colts buzzard, uh, using Awesome's industry-leading projection models to identify the best bets available in the NBA, NHL, and college basketball. I mean, what better time to jump in on the action? Uh, and we're very confident that these bets will be worth more than the price of admission. So click that link below, check it out. Awesomeos, best, best discord. These guys will get you going where you need to go. All right. Time to put a bow on this one. Clippers and Denver Clippers getting six and a half points on the road, 222 total. Isn't it impressive? I was just thinking about this today when I was prepping for the show and looking over some, some props early on. You, you have to hand it to the Clippers, Adam, that, Despite being down Kawhi Leonard, despite being down Paul George, basically the whole season for both of these guys, 
they hang in there. Like they're still an eighth seed right now, hanging, hovering around 500 in a pretty tough Western conference. Yeah. I mean, you can just ignore that last game that they played against Utah where uh, half of their starters just got benched for the entire second half. But for the most part, they have managed to, to hang in games. I'm saying though, a lot of teams in this situation would probably be far below the eighth seed in the West. Yeah. Agreed. Like you have some good teams in the Western conference. Yeah. Uh, seven teams with 42 plus wins, which is saying a lot. So yep. yeah, I'm, by the way, I'm not saying the Clippers are good. I'm saying they've taken very little and made a lot more than most teams or coaches would be able to make of it. That's all. yeah, I, I agree with that. They've like, they're a team where if you just tell me the players that have been active for most of the year, and then I have to guess where they are in the playoffs, I'm Bellers guessing lower than eighth. Yeah. A lot lower than eighth. Yeah. But from a DFS standpoint, you start and, and Reggie Jackson has played well. Let's let's credit him. He's getting some ownership today. I mean, I think it's warranted. He, he's not he's not someone that's going to go out there and rip off you know sixty plus every night. But at the same time, and, and like you said, a lot of these guys got benched against Utah. It was brutal, just uh, not good. But at the same time, somebody like Reggie Jackson playing huge minutes normally, he played forty minutes in three straight games. And then 34 against against uh, Toronto before that debacle uh, in in Utah. He's been consistent. He has a, a, a solid usage rate, uh, and and he's a good enough playmaker that you can get those big games out of him. Yeah, and the price tag's pretty reasonable. Um, without Paul George on the floor this year, Jackson's averaged 1.06 DraftKings points per minute. And like you said, if the Clippers are in this game, you're likely to get 36 minutes from Jackson. You can't really look at that last game and take anything away from it like yeah if they're just getting destroyed by denver right out of the gate then jackson's probably gonna suck but assuming this game is relatively competitive jackson's likely to get you around 36 minutes at you know around the fantasy point per minute so at 7200 it makes him look pretty good and then i think you get kind of a step down and you get you know you can take shots at batum morris zubats um i think in tournaments hartenstein's kind of interesting as well um 4800 for him isn't a great price tag in the sense that on average, he's not going to get there. Like if this game, if this game goes according to plan, you're probably getting like 28 minutes for Zubats, like 20 for Hardenstein, and that's not great. But if Zubats gets in foul trouble, if Zoo, if the game, you know, just goes in a different direction where like the second unit's playing well, Hardenstein's playing well, he can get more minutes. Uh, he shouldn't get much ownership here, but he does have a really high ceiling, especially getting the bulk of his minutes against that second unit for Denver. Anthony Marcus, if y'all ever been a group of among a group of friends and someone says you look like someone within the group that you thought was really unattractive, can't say I have. Only you guys pay me those <laughs> honors. That's only you guys. Andrew Kang, what's up, guys? Thanks for the super chat, man. I tweeted you guys a 25-leg parlay where Luca crushed me. LOL. Yeah, that was rough, dude. And I see what you're doing. Like, obviously, a lot of those are heavy, heavy favorites, but I think you still got the odds to what? Like. 60 to one or something like that. But yeah, 24, 25 is tough, especially when that was the late game, late game, you know, only eight 30 games. So rough, but thanks for the super chat, man. Better luck next time. Anybody else for the Clippers or should we round it out with the nuggets? Um, no, I think that's it from the Clippers. All right. So and Nikola Jokic is very expensive, but this is a matchup that he's dominated this season, and there's no reason to believe he shouldn't do it again. Uh, Denver is just, or sorry, the Clippers are one of those teams that you know struggle to rebounds. Opponent rebounds are very high against them, third in the league. Uh, Zubats is a foul machine, and I think yeah, Jokic had a, a one of his 90 fantasy point games was actually against this Clippers. Excuse me for what it's worth. But ultimately, it doesn't really matter who he's facing. This is not the most difficult matchup whatsoever. And at this current point, you've got him pulling about half of, of Giannis's ownership. Yeah, I was going to say, that's the really like logical spot to look is Jokic obviously looks great. Giannis looks great. I think that Giannis gets a slight edge, uh, one, because of Middleton being out, two, because he has power forward eligibility as well. Um, but I also don't think he should be twice as popular as Jokic. I mean, these are clearly the top two uh, projected players on the slate. And within a one game sample size, I mean, Jokic is probably still winning like 40 to 45% of the time. It feels that way. Still some good players in Milwaukee. The thing about the thing about Denver, 
is Jokic is like the only good player here. Go look at DraftKings. Just just pull this up. You guys pull this up. Look at the second highest priced player on on the Nuggets. Who do you Barton? Fifty one hundred. Barton. Oh, Highland was not going to be my guess. Bones Highland at fifty three hundred. Yeah, is the second highest priced player. Twelve thousand four hundred for Jokic. Fifty three hundred for Bones Highland. It tells you everything you need to know about you know where this production on on the on the Denver Nuggets comes from. Yeah, and the fact that none of them still stand out. I mean, they're getting really cheap. Like you have Barton at fifty one hundred, Gordon at five K, Morris at forty six hundred, especially on a four game slate. You can certainly be playing those guys, and they are all getting um they are all getting a bit of ownership. Morris at sixteen percent, Barton at fifteen, Gordon at twelve and a half. That that makes sense to me on this slate. Um I do think that they're a little bit underpriced here, but it's it's just crazy that you can have an entire team that is at least $7,000 less expensive than the <laughs> highest price player on the team. And none of them stand out as like top tier plays at all. Yeah. What's the, yeah. Like you have Monty Morris and Barton and Gordon all getting like what? 12, 13, 15%. But that's just standard on a, on a four game slate. Right. Anyway. That That's just saying like, yeah, these guys are neutral plays and you're going to just get them in some lineups. Right. And it's from an analysis standpoint, what do you really say about them outside of their neutral plays and you'll get a little bit of them? There's nothing at all that stands out as here's why he makes for a good play today. There's just nothing. Right. Especially because those guys haven't even been playing a ton of minutes, which is crazy because the second unit on this team is so bad. You would think that for one, I can't believe that they haven't just been staggering like Will Barton or Aaron Gordon with the second unit. Um, and two, playing their starters more, but I, I mean, I guess it's just a, a case of it doesn't matter that much in the regular season. They obviously will in the postseason. But um, yeah, like there are, you're talking like 30 minutes a game from, you know, Barton, Gordon, Morris. So in addition to them losing all of their production to Jokic, basically, uh, they're also not playing a ton of minutes. All right, man. Well, that'll do it for us. Shout out to Jordan Klein for producing the show. Remember, we got a ton of stuff coming up throughout the day. Uh, what's today? Tuesday. You had the PGA strategy show. Uh, somebody, somebody said that PJ starts tomorrow. Is that is that accurate? Uh, that, I don't know. I don't know either. I just assumed it started on Thursday. Locks Wednesday. Do we have a PGA? Do we not have a PGA live before lock show? Ah, okay. So it's okay. Anyway, PJ strategy at one. Uh, NHL strategy at two, no house advantage at three 30. You got the locks before lock at four 30 NBA deeper dive at five NBA live before lock at six. So we'll be with you throughout the day. Shout out to Adam. Uh, follow him at ship my money. DFS. Follow me at Lafayette underscore D. All right. Dustin may Jalen Brunson signing off. We'll see you <laughs> back here tomorrow on the strategy show. Peace.